0: I'm Maria Menudos, and you're tuned in to Afterbuzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, let the
1: Buzz. <laughs> well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the season finale of season one of Horribly Hollywood Single. I am your host, Adam Carr. I'm getting over just a little bit of a man cold, so my voice is actually sexier, lower, more mature. Uh, dare I say I finally went through puberty. And I did it just for today. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been 10 episodes. It's been absolutely wonderful. Kevin Underground, I just want to thank you so much for giving me the idea to come here, do this show. We started literally the first week in November. I got engaged and I launched this show at the same time. It's been absolutely nuts and crazy. I just want to thank everybody for being a part of that. Jeff Graham uh, in the booth, the married voice of reason. I just want to thank you, Jeff, because I feel like we're really, uh, we're really moving forward to something positive.
0: We sure are, Adam. It's been a pleasure. I, I can't believe, first of all, how fast it's gone. Second of all, the number of wackos you've had in this studio has been wonderful, and, and it's been
1: great. And let me tell you, the wackos, they, they just improve. Because today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited for the season finale of Horribly Hollywood Single. Um, this guy is a gem. He's absolutely wonderful. You might recognize him uh, as the chef. Uh, Oleg here from uh, Two Broke Girls. He's got a hit podcast, Kites of the Round Table, that you can check out on iTunes. Um, he's known for over over 120 celebrity uh, voice impressions. He's absolutely brilliant. My dear friend, Mr. Jonathan Kite, welcome, good sir. Thank you. Thank you. He's By the his, way, he's here
2: I always think about that because news broadcasts, you know, they they start thank you for having me by the way. Of course, an an absolute pleasure. And but they start looking at the camera and one person is talking and the other one it is, I think, hard to like It's hard to just stare. To just stare without looking like, is he thinking of killing the other guy? Right. Or like there's creepiness in there just because it's like you were sort of thanking and I'm just sort of like (laughs) they're like, What? Like I just imagine the audience sort of like drifting over to be like, "What's going on Why with that he... other guy?"
1: Let me tell you something. It's a little awkward sometimes because automatically it's like improv, right? Right. You're yes right and here. It yes, yes, and yes, <laughs> and. <laughs> And I just want to introduce you right away. But then I feel like, well, I have to say hi and introduce the show because then if someone's tuning in for the first time and they're like, "What the hell is this?" Oh wait, Jonathan Kite. Oh, is this Jonathan Kite show? Certain things. So I'm always yeah. like, "Oh wait, talk about the show." Oh wait, do this real quick. Oh wait, introduce the guest. I don't get how certain people do it. What do you do
2: on yours? I start off every uh, Kites of the Roundtable by doing the intro, going like, "Good afternoon, welcome back to Kites of the Roundtable," and then I make up two or three fake commercials oh, that's or good. I go hosted by Jeffrey Kite and Jonathan Kite. And then I, and then I make up like brought to you by bees like whatever and then i'll just like make up a honey flower and then i'll just go off like they did in the old 40s or oh, wow classic radio and then we sort of like and then that propels a conversation forward so we don't really prepare anything yeah and then my cousin who's the co-host jeffrey kite uh takes it off the, the ball rolling from there
1: well let me tell you something it's um it's interesting to me because you do Voice impressions, you do them so well. Like, oh, thanks, man. You're Vince Vaughn, Ian McKellen. You're, I mean, just just rattling off a few here that are. If I wasn't Jason Statham, like, if I wasn't looking at you, I would not be able to tell gun to my head if it was really them or really you. And then I feel terrible because it's like friends of mine who are magicians. Sometimes I ask them to do card tricks. And then I can tell that they're annoyed because they're like, dude, I'm a person. I don't want to just come here and do a thing. Yeah, Like, if your friend's a stand up, you don't want to go, hey, tell a joke because you're like, that's annoying. But I
2: definitely think that impressionists and magicians um, are sort of their cousins, because you, it's a, it's a trick at, it's a trick at a party, right? Which, which took like a magician, you know, maybe a, two years to learn, exactly. And so it's the same thing, yeah. Right. It's very. So just saying, if you happen to
1: open this up with a voice real fast, I'm so sorry to put you on the spot. If you happen to
2: do, who do wait? Well, I'll ask you this: Who do? Because I've, I've done some new ones, but I don't want to tell you who any of them are. Um, name anyone, and I'll see if I can do them. Matt Damon. I oh, can't do Matt Damon.
1: I'm just kidding. I'm such a dick. Colin you're Farrell. You're not a dick. Colin Farrell.
2: Mm, can't do Colin Farrell.
1: God, God, you tell me. I Honestly, you're Vince Vaughn. No, no, no. Well... Vince Vaughn is...
2: I do this thing at stand-up now where if I'm... Well, I do it, I guess, enough whether the show's going good or not where I'll just go like, all right, yell somebody out and I'll see if I can do him. Sure. And so that was sort of a way of of me figuring out who people... Oh, what they wanted to hear. Or not... Yeah, what they wanted to hear, but who they were familiar with enough to shout out at random. Yeah. Because I did Seth Rogen forever, and then he didn't have... I mean, obviously, he was hugely successful with sure. everything 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, everything, right? Freaks and Geeks. But I think only people of a certain age yeah. knew who he was. And um I remember after he did... Uh um the one with James Franco about North Korea. Uh Yes.
1: Uh the dictator. No, no, no that was the, the one interview. Movie. The, the interview. interview, thank you. Just
2: kidding. Um I uh, that he I li- knew there was a the. The the yeah, <laughs> I yeah. knew there was you a got, that. You got the first half right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the yeah.
0: Downfall of Sony was the alternative title to that movie. So, oh, yes. Um, yes. That's
2: <laughs> it. yes. Uh, Goodbye, Sony. Goodbye. Um farewell. And uh the but everyone sort of knew who he was because he was on the news. So then I like asked then people, I'd be like, I'll do Seth Rogan. And then um, everyone in Canada sort of knew who he was because he was Canadian. Oh, yeah. Or he is Canadian. He was and still is. And, um, yeah, so I'll do Vince Vaughn. I – I'm going to talk to you? Let me ask you something, about, man. I, I like the energy happening right now. I like the Superman kind of thing right there. Let me say, who who gets the super? Who gets the Superman mug? You know what I'm talking about? This is it Clark Kent kind of guy? Is it a guy trying to tell people like, oh, I'm not Superman? Is it a guy who's like, hey, I actually am Superman, but I'm trying to hide it? I'm trying to hide it right here. So the only way that I can do that is to buy the Superman merchandise because they're never going to think that the guy is actually Superman is going to have the Superman merchandise. They're like, Clark, are you a fan of Superman? Nice, I like it. It's like they never think that Clark is Superman because it's like, why would a guy who is Superman have all the merch that is Superman? You know what I'm talking about?
1: Let me just say, holy crap, that just put me in, like, the best mood ever. That was That's, like, natural, just endorphins. Thank you. Can I ask you why the Superman mug? Sure. Uh, So I'm a big fan of Superman. Got it. Uh, Superman, of course, uh, 1938, Jerry Siegel, Joe Shuster, was created in what city? Ding, 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 Cleveland, where I'm from. Mm. Um, Very important to remember that uh, Superman did come out of Cleveland. And even though Marvel loves to use our city to film movies like Avengers, uh, I would think it'd be great someday to actually use Cleveland uh, for Cleveland and not pretend like it's New York or somewhere else. Yes, um, not that I'm saying you shouldn't be shooting in Cleveland at all, but uh, they have ama- amazing tax breaks and make it very friendly to shoot and film. Lot but of
2: lot of malls that
1: lot of malls that have no uh, that are abandoned. A lot of abandoned malls. Downtown Tower City yeah. Mall is not abandoned, but that was also used in the uh, the what was it the Scott Wolf hit uh, Double Dragons, which came out in. Do you remember that? Early, mid-90s? I believe
2: it was Double Dragon.
1: Maybe it's Double Dragon. It's off of
2: the video game? Yes, off the video game. Double Dragon. Billy and Jimmy. Yes. Kogashuko. Who was the other guy? It was Scott Wolf and...
1: It's the guy who was just in John Wick 3.
2: Keanu uh,
1: Reeves. No, close. So good. He was doing Bill and Ted's at the time. Um, I forget who. They're only letting you do one he's... buddy thing at a time. Yeah, you know? he's it's one like... of the
0: cool... <laughs> You're done.
1: He's a really uh, – he's an ama- amazing actor, amazing uh, martial artist. I've, I'm i just blanking on his name. Cool. But he was the other one.
2: Clearly this m- – Well, lot. I love when they used to make video games into movies. Yeah. Super so, Mario Brothers. Well, that was the big one because oh, that was – I guess the, the the similarity was they were plumbers. <clears throat> right. Him and John Leguizamo, uh, uh Bob Hoskins. But that was not uh That just kind of came out of – No. No. It, the, tr- the, the whole trust the fungus. It was like, uh, don't try to justify. Don't try to make Super Mario a real thing. It was trying to, yeah. You don't have to make it. you don't have to justify no, it. No, it's like Sonic the Hedgehog. Which we don't is,
1: have to know how he became a hedgehog no, or where he or came is from. why he fast? He came from another he place. He's here is, now. Yeah. Give it him coins. Uh, give me <laughs> give them coins. Um, So real quick, uh, it is MLK Day, Uh, so I do want to say this is one of my favorite quotes from MLK, just to bring in a little serious moment here, um, just to honor a great American. Uh, We have, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Um, I love that quote, and I find that it's kind of similar to uh, what we do a lot of times in bad dates, maybe a little bit, where I try to think that the worse and worse something was uh, that's awesome because I'm weathering the storm, so therefore I've earned something, making it more dramatic, making it a bit more uh, terrible and horrid. Um, before we get into your uh, stories, whatever you'd like to talk about, yeah. um, I would like to read a little something here. This is from uh, Nikki Nelson at uh, thesinglesociety.com. As I said last week, I found this blog online. I absolutely love it because it's just terrible, bad dating stories told. So um, I thought I would bring us in here a little bit with this. Um, Whilst I should have been hard at work one afternoon, I began casually scrolling through my unanswered and mostly uninteresting Hinge messages. Hinge, do you ever use that? I I do. Right? So my friends used to joke when I'd be like, yeah, I'm using Hinge. They'd be like, oh, that thing you're hanging by? All right. Uh, Caught my attention. uh, A man named Grayson. Little did I know I was about to embark upon the weirdest hinge date ever. I'm not into this whole dating app thing. You seem very nice, so let me know if you'd like to grab drinks, and we can decide if we like each other. Wow. Just meet up. Get it done, right? Rip off the Band-Aid.
2: Is that your your MO? You have to. But I would say that uh, most people don't read. Not because they're illiterate. They might be. But I think that most people, if they like the way you look. Sure. It's Pictionary. Yeah, exactly. It's guess who. You know, it's like you're knocking down faces and you're going that guy or that girl. And so that's why I think whatever would what people I think that you you may get points for being clever in a bio or like, sure. you know, from like a, a thing. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you like the way someone looks a, a lot of times like, I, I you know, Bumble. Oh yeah, of course you do. We're talking to do a, be- a a penis right. The women here.
1: talk to you first, exactly. Or as I used to call it, another excuse for a woman to never sleep with me.
2: Sponsored by so, um, but that's the thing. You they when they have um, the when they have to take the initiative because that's the way the algorithm for the app works. Right. Um, nine times out of ten, ever they I'll get a stock thing like, "What do you like more, horror or comedy movies?" Right. But it's like. Is that really going to tell you anything about me? Doesn't tell you no. Objection. Or hey, what's up? Because I think that women are equally as bad at making the first move as men are. Sure. Um, it's just I I enjoy the sort of the thing about um, hinge. Going back to it is that you sort of have to tell people about you because you answer these questions, and right. then people then like that thing. Oh, so I actually think that because then I, I I wrote some like nonsense, like my, my Hinge profile is, like, is literally utter nonsense. But I will say I probably get the most amount of responses f- from Hinge than I do on any other dating app. Really? Yeah. You heard it from Jonathan Kite, folks. He gets responses on Hinge. Get on it. Hashtag ad. Hashtag
1: ad <laughs> Jonathan not. Kite. Uh, if you like to grab drinks, we can decide if we like each other. Wow. No back and forth monotony. No attempt to be a pen pal only to be inevitably ghosted. How splendid indeed. I accept. I walked up to a charming cafe bar not far from my place of employment and found Grayson patiently awaiting my arrival. Grayson was marginally robust with a boyish grin and a slight gap between his incisors. Raised in Utah, he had recently relocated to begin his fledgling career in accounting after completing his MBA. Perhaps he was a few pounds heavier than advertised. Hey, we've all been there. But considering I'm not exactly the poster child for fitness myself, I decided to keep an open mind. There we go. A lot of people don't do that. We got to chatting about our dogs, of course you do, the bothersome habits of our prospective roommates, hey, we've been there, and our mutual penchant for people watching. Hey, it's like the story of what we do. I began to inquire about the timeline of his upbringing, education, etc. Grayson informed me that he took a job for a while subsequent to getting his undergraduate degree, but after completing his master's, he was forced to take a bit of a hiatus. Forced to take a hiatus. Grayson then disclosed he is a recovering pornography addict and how his debilitating addiction to porn caused him to lose his job. He explained how he would call in sick constantly and was caught lying about having a serious medical condition because he was so obsessed with staying at home and watching porn. This guy's living the dream. Grayson continued, despite the look on my face, onto how he was kicked out of the apartment he shared with his ex-girlfriend because he was unable to engage in sexual activity without being completely fixated on his TV screen. Jeez. Not to mention his savings ran out. You would think. And he couldn't afford his portion of the rent. Ah, hashtag adulting. Finally, he spent a total of two months in a clinic being treated for sex addiction with a relapse in between. And he is currently still in therapy to repair his ability to have a healthy relationship with sexual intimacy. Sorry, was that a little too much baggage for a first date, he asked. I thanked him for his honesty, finished my peach bellini, and engaged in an awkward embrace as he bid me farewell. Grayson never asked to see me again, but most likely because he already knew the answer. Sex addiction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Why we're really here.
1: I dated a sex addict once. Not as much fun as you think. And by date, I mean we went out on a couple dates, and I was totally infatuated, and I thought this would lead to further things. To sex? Yeah. Ironically, dating a sex addict, they don't always just want to have sex with you. It's always it's sex for the wrong reasons. It's sex with other reasons, other people, other stuff. It's very confusing. Yeah. Plus, I keep going back and forth. Is sex addiction a real thing?
2: I mean, I think you could be addicted to anything because you're – How you're dealing with something? A, your behavior, but also internally, chemically, that you become dependent on something emotionally. You become obsessive. Yeah. And so it's all habitual. So that your body – you. That's um, how I think people in dating get addicted to people or the idea of something. Yeah. So then when they're not there, they miss sort of um, the pacifier – that, mm-hmm. And so they, their body, uh, it, you know, they drip dopamine in or whatever, or their serotonin level spike. But the truth is the things, so they miss the memory of that person or they miss the idea of that person or something. Mm-hmm. And so they become addicted to that idea or trying mm-hmm. to find someone that looks like that and then, or, or who has similar behaviors to that or, or something instead of sort of being like realizing that you were as different of a person with when you were with them as you have the opportunity to be when you find someone else.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's like, cause there's, there's like psychology of it, you know, where you, I was actually helping a friend through a breakup recently, which was like the greatest thing that ever happened to him. And, um, he, I said to him, you know, if you, the, the research, uh, and I am obsessed with psychology. Like I took a ton of psychology courses in, in college and, um, I'm always like, you know, I love, um, I just love reading clinical studies and what they say about dating is let's say like we were dating and then you broke up with me mm-hmm. and, um, and I try to get back with you, but the, but for the most part you've, you can only then see me as a certain way. So that I see you as something to obtain Ooh. and you see me, I mean, it, listen, nothing is a hundred percent, but that like you have to, you have to then come at from a different way. So like, he was still living in the past and saying, oh, I want to date this person that no longer wants me. And I go, yeah, she isn't interested in the person that you were. So, like, if you aren't something new, she's not going to go back. Oh. So I think that we turn we can turn anything into an addiction.
1: Yeah. Look at that. You just dropped a huge dose of truth. I don't know if I was old enough for that. You will be. Where was that seven years ago? I could have
2: used that. I ripped off the mask. I'm you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But you've always lived here. You've been
2: here all along. I'm sorry. Glinda. Jeez. You, you had a chance all what along. Do you, what do you mean? Well, I'm like an old man, though, when I do. I, my voice is too deep to do. People always ask me if I do female voices. Yeah.
0: Do you do female? And
2: voice? I don't, because my voice is um, how you say you're getting over a man cold. Yeah. M- my voice, I always describe it as I sound like the first half of a NyQuil ad. <laughs> that I don't I can never get better yeah, so I go in for like these auditions where it's like hey man I'm like totally sick right now they're like great now he takes the NyQuil and now he's better I'm like man I feel better they're like you sound worse so that's my life
1: next, next. sorry <laughs> alright
2: sex addiction by the way you know how we know that scenario we just did was fake was because they apologized for not giving me the job
1: oh yeah no when, they never apologize no. it's always yeah auditions are fun yeah you, you, you get a good little relationship with some of the casting directors. Oh, yeah. Other people, you know, they're like, get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of Get the... Hey, great to see you. Yeah, get the hell out of my face. Oh, yeah. I, I actually, that, that's a lie. They I haven't s- seen anyone be super rude. My favorite is when there's a big line of people. You're all auditioning for something. We're all... It's L.A. We're all trying to get somewhere else. Yeah. No one's there specifically yeah. for that at 545. Everyone's at a truck stop. And, and some actor will just be a dick. And just go, oh, really? Well, I couldn't park outside. And you're like, oh, this guy's going to piss off everybody.
2: We're this guy's all gonna living piss off in this
1: reality. And we're all going to get screwed because oh. of this jackass. You know what I mean? Mm, and you oh, just yeah. go up and you're like, hey, are you still single? Like, yeah. I'm like, you couldn't tell.
2: Never trust the room. That's the only piece, The best piece of advice I ever got out of here. You never
1: here. trust the room.
2: In terms of like the don't don't decide that you did or didn't get the job based on anything. No, you can't tell.
1: You know how many times you hear the words like, hey, see you on set. Like, see, see you yeah. at the crafty. And you're like... They're like, no, we you just thought you jinxed. worked for Postmates. You we just, were going to call you. <laughs> Panda Express. So <clears throat> you grew up in Skokie, Illinois. Yes. Great place. Great place. You went back. You did a stand-up special at your high school. I did. Which is pretty freaking awesome. It was cool. That's got to be a dream. It
2: was. Um, why don't you tell a little bit about that real quick? It was called my back-to-school special. And um, it was... I literally went back to my high school, and there were two shows in the auditorium, a thousand seats, and it was like this is your life. I mean, so my cool. seventh grade science teacher, shout out Miss Markey, oh, um, yeah, Miss Markey, you know her, Come and on. Um, we. I mean, from it was crazy because in a good way, you know. Some people, uh, uh, I mean, Miss Markey was in, very young when she first started teaching at uh, when I was in her class, and so she was still teaching. Like, a lot of these people were still teaching, and no a lot kidding. of them still worked at the junior high or the high school, and um, a lot of people that I grew up with still live in that town. Oh, that's so cool. So it was great. When did you do that? I did it a couple of years ago. My biggest problem was, which it, it taught me a very valuable lesson. Yeah. People are like, hey, when, when can I see this? You can't. Because what I realized was doing a stand-up special yeah. about things that were current events-based so specifically, and of a, of the moment. Oh sure. So I was doing a Trump impression before he was, uh, you know, th- before he was the nominee. I had been doing these jokes about just people in politics and sort of like talking heads. Mm-hmm. And I did Rush Limbaugh, and I done um uh, like Obama, okay. and I had He's... done. And the craziest thing was for me to do Trump. The moment i sort of did this stuff in my special very proud of the material i believe in it he got the nomination and everyone (laughs) started doing trump material and so it felt hack and then i realized that there was so much of the special that didn't speaking of callback hinged on it that everything was connected because you want to have good connectivity and transition Mm -hmm. so I tried to cut it out and like the other half didn't make sense. It. Well, it just didn't make sense because that was sort of the midpoint of the thing. Yeah. And um, there was, it was very problematic that way. And so I have sort of uh, resigned because I'm doing a new hour right now. Cool. That um, has nothing to do with, you know, stuff that's on page one. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I mean,. It's hopefully stuff that's more timeless. It's about us as a, a culture right now, and not like a, a specific moment. Okay, which I think was a was a was a mistake. It was a learning, uh, it was a learning curve, and right. that, uh, and it was very um it was very exhausting and costly. But you know, it was one of those things where it sort of taught me, um, and and playing a thousand seats is is very different than playing and i played pretty large clubs before you know yeah but to play a thousand seats back to back and the second show i think was an hour and a half oh whoa. it's a different different energy yeah the role there's rolling laughter um, and um you have to really you, your pauses have to be different yeah it's a beast it is it's great but i had such an amazing time and niles north uh niles north high school where i went to high school they were they couldn't have been more accommodating and um, it was a wonderful. And the guy who ran the choir de- uh, uh, department ran the sound booth. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, it was great. It was so he was so sweet. And,
1: Qu- choir teachers are the best.
2: Yeah, and my I acting did. coach, uh, director at the time, Tim Ortman, uh, still there. Amazing, amazing guy. He helped make the whole thing happen. Oh, great! Yeah,
1: good for you. Now look, Jonathan. Uh, we want to go into uh, some bad dates. Got it. Um, this is not a uh, therapy session. <laughs> I am not a uh, registered person to help anyone. And uh, I'm glad
2: you said a registered person do to you help to say anyone <laughs> because it's like I'm nobody uses the word register unless it's sex offender. Right. Um, I'm I not just a registered person.
1: I'm not a registered Person, person. to. Can you tell how much my fiancé has to put up with, where like I switch words or I say things around, and then she she's my translator. So unfortunately, I don't have my translator for this show, but you're doing it. You're the Greek chorus. Thank you I'm so he, much.
2: You're, I'm here for you.
1: You're on a roll. So as I said, clearly I can't help anybody, mostly myself. But if you'd like to uh, talk about some bad dates, and feel free to blame. Well, so I appreciate the, say whatever um,
2: like. the the person um, who you read the the – the sex addiction blog by yeah, because I think that the the biggest thing about, uh, we treat dating apps like we treat social media and social media is a produced reality. And I think that there isn't as much effort. Like obviously when you, and when you meet on a date, mm-hmm. you're presenting your best self, right. not necessarily the truth, but your best version—what you would like to exist—what you think will catch a fish, Ooh. the best bait that you can be. You know, it's true. And 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 then you know, obviously there there's um, there's cracks in the foundation, and then people kind of go, oh, but they like you for not necessarily lies, but they like the effort that you've put in sure. that you're. Um, that you want to be your best version, because it's still you. It's right. still, there's nothing, you know, unless you flat out lie, and that's just, you know, uh, sociopathic. Like catfish? Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Okay. And that's, I'm not talking about that. So that's a whole other sick puppy. Which we will get to in a second. And the thing that I think with dating apps that I've had, the bad dates that I've gone on mm-hmm. have always been from a dating app. Because I think that people, when you, whatever your Instagram is, and I'm, a lot of people use it as a business tool, yeah. And so, people, a, if you're like f- selling Fit Tea, which I'm not, um, people are looking at this. They never have to look at anything except your photoshopped photos right. to buy Fit Tea, right? There, there's no, um, there's no second act to that play. Yeah. You just, but you, if you like the way this person looks, you think that you can be that way, not thinking about the lighting or the, their other diet or anything that goes into it. That's on you to buy the fit tea, right? So then they're suggesting it to you, just like happy families who aren't completely obese that eat KFC every day are suggesting to you that heart disease won't follow just good times with one and all, that you kind of, that's on you but dating apps once you produce a reality and you put that together and then you then move forward to catch someone catfish yep. and then you show up and you're a completely different person then i think my brain goes what else are you not telling the truth about oh yeah and so um i think that when only because that person brought it up i think weight is probably the biggest thing but i'm not i'm going to go even further we are all holding In our hands, at all times, we are obsessed, addicted society to a camera. But somehow, most people's photos are not current. And I would say that a lot of them, there was a woman on on Bumble, who I appreciated, held up something where she was like, that last photo was from Post Malone, da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, awesome. So that is a current photo. Swipe right. Never heard back from her. Anyway. Most people, <laughs> I feel like they, they decided it's like how guys dress, and this is not my joke, but I think it's so true. Guys dress the way the last year they thought they were cool. So, like, you see a lot of these guys from um, not necessarily small towns, but like football heroes yeah. who, are, who won the big game, whatever it was, and they're dressing like they were in high school. Oh, the yeah. Way, there's nothing wrong with that. No. And by the way, mullets are cool. You want to be that guy? Be that guy. Be that guy. You know who Theo Vaughn is, the comic? No. He's a G. You should look him up. He's a, such a sweet dude. That mofo rocks a mullet, and he looks amazing. Theo so, so I'm saying you anything Looking can be stuff? made cool. Um, and, and by the way, you don't have to – your life is – you're living it for yourself. You don't have to live it for any other reason. But I will say in represent – if you're going to represent yourself as – And and hopefully your bio is a current representation of you. Mm -hmm. But then when people show up and you're like, there's no way. Like this bio, you're clearly checking this bio because you swiped. And yet, and I went on a date with somebody one time who was terribly nice. um, But it it, it threw me so much how she didn't look like the person in her photos. I just couldn't get over it. And it wasn't like a uh, an age thing or a weight thing. It was just like that ain't you. And it was just, oh like, boy. and so was I was
1: it her from like ten years ago, or
2: was it her just like a really good angle? I like getting her face. Don't I'm not sure. One of those was not her. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It. The, I don't know. I I know that one of them was from ten years ago. Okay, and that is a fact. And um, but it was just it was so weird. And I don't think, in my, I was as kind about it as I possibly could, I didn't bring it up. Instead of, like, um, hey, weird question, do you have a time machine? Or, like, (laughs) no, no, just because I, and here's the thing, she was an attractive person, um, but it was clearly a different, and not even, like, this was from a couple years ago, my bad. Sure. This was from, like, uh... A different generation. Oh, yeah. Like, is this a picture that your grandmother had to sit through for 45 minutes while the, you know, the exposure was? Like, this ain't oh, you. Oh, yeah. It's like, and, and this is from a different time. Sure. You know, is, is, is this person wearing an I like Ike button? Like, come on, this is old. And it was, and it got oh, to the boy. point where I thought, I just thought that was so weird. And so I'm just, by the way, I'm very like conscious and aware and like that person said we you know there's obviously you're not going to look exactly like the photos sure but i thought that that was just such a weird thing that it was like it felt a little bit like a catfish
1: a little bit and then they're waiting for you to say something and then if you say something they go well clearly it's just all about how i look and you're like well clearly you're not we're not starting from a place of truth
0: to be what you
2: advertise for sure big thing and by the way um that's okay like, I uh, enjoy the way that I look, and I always say that I look – I'm at the precipice of what – like, if you're any worse looking than me, you can't be on TV. I'm <laughs> like – it's like this. You I don't, know believe, I mean? that. No, I don't no. believe that. I don't believe that's be true. Close.
1: You're a very good looking guy. I,
2: I Plus, I, you're taller. I would do well. You do the voices. You're, you're right. crushing it. So you're I would crush-, crush it in the radio dating app. No one. I could do like testimonials from people. Mm. Jason Statham being like, "All right, sweetheart, let me tell you some You're gonna want to go out with this guy. He's got a hog the size of the Titanic, and it definitely <laughs> goes down." You know, whatever Jason Statham says. I get giddy as a schoolgirl when he does the voices. So you you know must do vo- You do voiceover, don't you? No. nah, nah. That's also my Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. When was the last time you saw The Burbs, by the way? I ask this way too much of people. That movie is so fucking funny. It's so funny. It's like my that, that and Big are my two favorite Tom Hanks movies. Love Big, I've actually never seen The Burbs. <laughs> oh, is that, do, do you, can you see how I'm... Uh, Adam. <laughs> Adam! Can you yell at me as
1: Tom Hanks is coming out? Adam, come on, guys. Adam, Adam, don't look away. Don't look away. My father does this thing when he's mad at me. He repeats my name like six or seven times. Adam,
2: Adam, <laughs> Adam. My top next impression is from the Burbs because at the end, or like, there's not, not giving anything away. He just is like, just yelling to the to the world. And I remember hearing that. Oh, I love the Burbs. Anyway, the Burbs.
1: Let me ask you this: because you've away. been like when you when you were on TV, did you notice a huge jump? in like your online dating app game. I wasn't, I you. wasn't,
2: uh, I didn't so you do it.
1: You weren't trying to date at all when you were on TV. I
2: will, I was, but I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I went out a lot more. And I think that that's sort of, this is, I know this sounds crazy, but it's true. I didn't start the dating, using dating apps until I, um, because what I realized was I was already going out. I was already meeting so many people. Yeah. And I think that I'm, I realized mm-hmm. that if I If and when I do, like, go through a spurt where I go on dating apps, it's because I'm uh, usually at home or I have to, like, stay in and work on stuff that I don't get to go out.
0: Mm. But
2: when, when I was on Broke Girls, like, you know, and obviously Beth is one of your best friends, like, we got invited to effing everything. And so... Even if you, I felt like I was, and she would tell you this because she and Kat were such workhorses. Oh, yeah. They stayed in on the weekends and, were like, what did you do? And I was like, oh, my God, you don't even want to know. You don't even I wanna, swam what with I dolphins did. on yeah. Neptune. And, like, <laughs> yeah. because I just, you know, I would go out and there was all this stuff constantly going on. Sure.
1: I think that's every guy's half fantasy there for a second, just to be <sighs> like, I'm on a hit TV show, I'm going to be on dating apps. Like, every is just going to be blowing up my phone. And then I have a feeling after about two to three months, you'd start going, eh, I'd like to scale this back now.
2: Can I tell you the cra- – I had a, a dating app. Uh, this was um, – I don't even remember this was, I guess a few years ago. But um, this woman swiped on me, lovely girl, uh, uh, and we were chatting back and forth. And, and then I'm like, here's my number. She's like, we're texting. And then she just – out of the blue, she just was like, you're not him. And I was—I oh. swear to God, I, I was like this. I go. I said. I go. What do you mean? I—I I mean, I knew what she meant, but I didn't want to be like I am. I don't want to be argumentative. So I was sure. like, you know, trying. To then that op- can get used against you. Opening a dialogue, <clears throat> Your Honor, and um, so I said, uh, I go. What do you mean? And she goes, Well, you're—you are a catfish. There's no way you're Jonathan Kite. And I said, This is amazing. Can you? I, I said, and I was like, I—I I could. Number one, make sense, right? Like I'm sure. But number two, absolutely, what can I do to prove to you that I am him? So I sent her a baby photo, and um, I uh, she was like, Oh, I guess maybe, and in my head, I go, That is, the... I could have gone on Jonathan Kite's Instagram, screenshot a baby photo, yeah, and just sent it your way now you're like, thinking like crazy that well that was like that was weird because then she was like, like oh i guess anything. it is you This not proof shit nothing really yeah yeah
1: you got any baby photos i could use yeah let me uh let me do that so let's um adam I, you look like a young jonathan kite I, when, I, when you were I a baby feel, i feel like one i feel like one um all right let's get uh, moving along here jeff how are we doing on time here we okay Yeah, we got about 10 minutes.
0: Is that clock not on on the screen? The clock didn't go. But
1: you know what? We're having such a time. Tempest Fugits, Jeff. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do a little uh, Red Flags
2: here. So Red Flags,
1: the way it works. You're going to read each card out loud and then... By the way,
2: can I just say something right now? This is a missed opportunity. We're leaving money on the table. Okay? Oh, there's the thank you clock. We're leaving money on the table. Bumble needs to come out with B condoms where they say, cover your prick. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're just leaving money on the table. Bumble. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. You should talk to her. I think mean, it's love it's, to. it's a woman who owns Bumble, right? She uh, like
1: owns it. She started it with a guy. They broke up. She kept Bumble.
2: I like Bumble, by the way. I would say. I like it too. That's my favorite.
1: When of I the dated, dating apps. when I dated Bumble, Bumble was a was a great top one.
2: I appreciate. The woman uh, that you have to make a move, but I, I I like that, and I think that's cool.
1: Otherwise, yeah, you just feel like it's just an army of dick pics going anywhere else. You're just like, hey, what's up? You're trying to talk to someone else. And you're like, yeah, well, that's I'm, I'm one of
2: three hundred. And it's like, I, I'm gonna. I'd rather like talk to somebody and be. Um, and you as well, very charming. I think we we we, we have a good uh, amount of charm to us. Sure, and um, we had to, John. And to tag, we had to. I know with this growing up, bordering on are you kidding? TV face. Are you I kidding, peaked man? fifth the fourteen. Oh I was this height. You're, you that look. That was it. But you look fourteen. You got a great look Thank about you. you.
1: Well, you know what can I say?
2: You could. I I feel like you could be. Not now because they're a little weird with like Disney and shit about how they're um. Like actual kids, but when we were growing up, yeah, you could play high school still. Sure, like in Tree right, Hill. No, no, you right, right now, now high school with a little bit of this salt no, no. and pepper in the chin. Uh, no, I'm saying you shave that beard. You shave it. Shave it. Yeah, my height. You are a junior in high school in I, the '90s. Yeah,
1: is he Dustin Hoffman about to turn 20? We don't know. No,
2: this spiky, hair the, spiky hair, the glasses. I mean, come on. You're He's the guy got- who runs, who does the PA announcements every morning.
1: Hey, guys. Tries to get it, like, with the hot girl in school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's not going to be with him. She's going to be with the other guy. Well, we don't know that. Don't spoil it. Don't binge the... (sighs) So anyway... Guys, we lost the pitch. I'm sorry. We're playing a little red flags. Speaking of of flags. I'm not looking. So what we do is we read each one out loud, and then uh, we pick, in the words of Step Brothers. Uh, Our bugaboo, Bugaboo. the the absolute one that we cannot deal with. Yeah. So uh, since you're our guest, would you like to go first? Um, Why not? So just flip them all over? Flip them all over. You read them one by one. Okay. And and you give us an insight. Refuses
2: to wash hands. Oh, boy. Responds to everything you say with, that's what she said, won't allow Wi-Fi in the house. What the hell? So you're asking me which one I can't do without? Which one you can't do without? Refuses to wash hands. Really? It wasn't even close. The Wi-Fi? I don't give a shit. You know why? Because if I'm enjoying her company, we shouldn't be on our phones anyway. Look at you! But if you don't wash your hands, and I'm going to tell you something, my ex girlfriend—you don't know her. One time, I I have OCD, and um, and uh, but not like not insane. I used to have. A, a real like i used to be that person who had to wash their hands a hundred times sure. and shit you know and yeah, that was some, some for real aviator real. shit oh i wish is i had his money
1: bathroom? yeah <laughs> um
2: no but i still then you
0: can be as big a freak as exactly
2: want. and i still do wear kleenex boxes on my feet give me the mason jars. so here this woman that i was going out with i asked her because i th- my bathroom is semi-close to my bedroom Got it. and um I was sure that she wasn't washing her hands after she used the bathroom. Too quick. And I Too was quick like, to turn around. and I said to her one time, and she's like, Are you listening? And then I wanted to be like, Hey, don't answer a question with a question. Are you not? <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> that's how you deflect. Yeah. By the way, that's, that's like, like Are you on, cheating that on is...
1: me? And then they go, Did you go through my purse? Hold like, on.
2: if you cheated. Ask me and I'll yeah. do that.
1: Are, are you listening to me? No, no, no the cheating. Uh, wait, hey, are you cheating on are me? Are you cheating on me? Yeah. That's, oh, it's a little too lighting, fast that's got, good there you Yeah, I go. got it And that's what that was Okay you Wait, can, me? Can, we, can we
2: try it one more time? Yeah, yeah. Just so I've...
1: Hey, um What's up? I don't know how to I don't know how to say this Adam,
2: just out with it Your, your mom was look, right about you Look, are you cheating on me? Are you cheating on me?
1: What the? That's not an answer
2: Well, you first One, no, I... two, three are... You cheating on me Ooh, you hesitated You definitely are I'm packing up my shit See what just happened?
1: So, boys and girls, if you're listening Jonathan was the cheater I was not, No, but he but, was so good yeah. at getting
2: me to think maybe it you was you know who me. the impression of that was? Johnny Cochran. So- <laughs> got out of it. Man, is he right. He was good at that. All right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> okay. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> mine is, uh, <clears throat> isn't is
1: potty trained. She wear diapers. How's that work? We got to know. We don't know. Has plexiglass cheeks so that you can see inside their mouth
2: could be both really disgusting and really fun.
1: Um, Celibate.
2: (laughs) Wow. Wait a minute. She's not potty trained? That means that if she sleeps over, she could literally shit the bed? I think she'll have a diaper. Or celibate. What do you want? Do you want shit the bed or do you want never sleeps with you? I want to know why this woman is not a virgin but uh, hasn't learned to take off the diapers
1: here's the question if she's celibate if she just says like i can't have sex does that mean she can still forever i mean if she's saying i'm celibate oh
2: then no that can't do that
1: one but my question is is she allowed to give me a hand job like or uh, are things on the menu off for me like butts so (laughs) it's because you're like
2: Uh, no no butt stuff did you hear about that? By the way, in the Mormon community, for real.
1: Oh, they tell you it's okay.
2: No, they were like they can't have vaginal sex. So right. a lot of the college students were having doing butt stuff. Doing butt stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: Keeping it safe. Yeah. Keeping it for
2: Jesus. Yeah, oh, sure. You gotta do what you Parking gotta do. Parking in the rear.
1: Um, I guess I'd have to go with celibate. Yeah. Uh, although it sounds like a nice um intriguing experiment to try Well, for I a want to say months. something.
2: What, what do you see in this girl, by the way, that she has plexiglass face and shits herself? Like, you must really be into this girl. You know, sometimes... Three, this is like a human, by the way, right? Like, refuses to wash the hand, the Wi-Fi, and um, that's what she said. Got it. So she likes the office. Okay? Yeah. We've dated the girls like that. Won't allow Wi-Fi in the house. You know what? I like that she's about human connection. Refuses to wash hands... I mean, come on, because you think like the government is in our soap what dispensers? What else are you doing?
1: You know what freaks me out? I, I have to say um, I feel shitty because I feel like it's such a stupid L.A. thing. If I see a person with tons of dandruff in their <sighs> hair and they kind of look at me – and here's the thing. Hair is hair, right? We all have our pain in the ass things to deal with. You get older. You're so grateful to have your hair. This
2: is a full two. God bless it.
1: Yeah, full thing, right? But it sometimes I'm just like if you miss that –
2: what else did you miss? So I have this argument all the time. Not argument. I should say discussion. You argue with yourself? I well, if there's no one else around, I'll do it. Um I'm lonely. Here's the thing. Uh dirty and and, and messy are two different things. Okay. Because there's people who are who are you gotta be clean. Like messy you, you can deal with. Right. But when people are dirty and stuff mm. is just like dirty. And like like smelly, like hoarder. Yeah, yeah. It I gets just really no. That is a that wasn't here by the way. <clears throat> but if that was, I'm adding it. No, I see it. Uh, no, that's That is, that is a red right flag. That is actually a green flag for me to go and get the fuck out of there because there's. I can't. I don't. I can't believe it. And and, and women, by the way, I feel feel for. Because men are way smellier than girls. Oh, yeah. Or women. Men? We girls. just get worse. Why did I say that?
1: We just get worse as we get older. Yeah.
2: But me, I'm a shower, two showers a day kind of guy. Look at you.
0: Jeff, on that note, would you like to read your red flags? I would love to, Adam. Let's see what I've got. I have um, writes erotic lassie fan fiction. We'll revisit that one. Here, girl. Describes all food as yummy yummers and um, teleports to the North Pole every time they say the word Love. Okay, so I don't hate describing food as yummy yummers because, I don't know, I just feel like there's something kind of funny about
2: that. Justin Bieber's doing it right now.
0: <laughs> nice. Teleports to the North Pole every time they say the word love. I feel like the the way you could monetize that superpower means that this person could be very wealthy. Like, I, I feel like if you, if that was the case, you are a superhero, even if your superpower is very useless which seems like it would make you money or make you famous. So that could be used to our advantage. Writing erotic, erotic Lassie fan fiction, two cats-like for me, saw that movie, haven't slept since. That's my that's my red flag.
2: Huh. I feel like those are all – I could live with any of those. Totally. Yeah, none of them are that bad. Yeah, you are dating, uh, um, in this scenario, Adam, uh, an, an alien.
1: So <laughs> this –
2: yeah, has a functioning
1: tail. Tongue splits into like yeah. a snake, like just little things like Yours
2: are like denies the holocaust. The um Jeez. Oh, like, I couldn't bring that up. No, home. but that one is like like by the way, you <laughs> and I we had very normal ones. Totally. Very like doable. Doable. Yes. Yours were like holocaust denier um <laughs> like only like it like, has like a mur- like murders every third person they meet. It's David like David Duke's what? her father. Um, <laughs> great. Drink so, the Kool Aid. It's like, come on. Come on. Says
0: things like consent isn't real. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> God.
2: Every day is opposite day. It's like, I don't know what day it is.
1: Come on. (laughs) Don't worry, Jeff. We're going to wrap it up here soon. Uh, Jonathan, real quick. Can I get uh, F. Mary Kill from you? We're going to go back to the 90s because we're we're 90s babies. Uh, Baywatch, I know, always did it for me. Um, Yasmin Bleeth, Pamela Anderson, Carmen Electra, F. Mary Kill, Baywatch.
2: Yasmin Bleeth, uh, Mary. Oh, yeah. Who are the other two? Carmen Electra and... Carmen
1: Electra and Pamela Anderson.
2: Pamela Anderson... Oh, I'm gonna say uh, definitely have sex or fuck, because I'm um, uh, a <laughs> criminal electra, and then oh, I would yeah. say kill Pamela Anderson.
1: There we go. You heard it here first. Um. Alright, so real quick And last, uh, Before probably. we get First and last uh, Anything, any handles You'd like to
2: throw out at there At Jonathan Kite And at Kites of the Roundtable Is my podcast
1: Beautiful Guys, this is uh, At Horribly Hollywood Single Be sure to check us out On uh, Apple, iTunes uh, Like the podcast Subscribe rate Check us out on YouTube Want to leave you all here With something today As the season finale Of uh, season one here Wraps up Of Horribly Hollywood Single Dating is like Waking up in the middle Of the night to pee And tripping over Something en route To the bathroom Dating in LA, just like that. But when you trip, you break your leg and pee all over yourself. I'm Adam Carr, telling you stay horrible, stay single. Hey, we don't judge, and special thanks again to Jonathan Kite for being here with us today. Thank you and Jeff Graham in the booth. We love you guys. Good night.